Hello, and welcome back to Millennial Mental Health Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking just about some different ideas around balancing work-life balance. As you know, I'm Stephanie Contra O'Hara, licensed professional counselor, and today is a solo episode. So hopefully you all enjoy some of these tips and a little bit of my personal story with work-life balance. So as many of you know, working hard has become a badge of honor that a lot of people walk around like showing off to others or, you know, success has been such a prized thing in our culture and our society that having a work-life balance oftentimes falls to the wayside or it's some sort of idealized thing that people um, want to have, but it's always a little bit out of reach. And I will admit, I'm someone who oftentimes struggles with that idea of working hard and playing hard. Sometimes I work too hard and play too little. Um, Other times, maybe I'm finding myself wanting to play too hard and work not at all. And I think that's when burnout happens. And there's a lot of therapists and a lot of literature out there that really focus on burnout. Um, That's not what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to achieve that work-life balance and what my personal journey has been. So first, I want to say that you have to recognize that you're out of balance, I think, before you can get into balance. Or if you're one of the lucky ones, you can start off being in balance and create routines and habits to stay in balance. So one thing that I always recommend people do is have a set amount of hours that you're going to work. You tell yourself, I'm going to clock in at nine and clock out at five, especially if you work for yourself, it can be a little bit more challenging because you feel like you should just do your work until it's done. Um, Or you can do it on the weekends or late nights. But I really encourage people to treat it like a nine to five. And even the people that have nine to fives sometimes don't stick to that. Um, So I would encourage people who have those types of jobs to stick to that. There's no extra reward at the end of life because you worked 10 to 12 hour days, five days a week. Like there's no grand prize for doing that. All you maybe get is a little bit more money and a little less sanity. And if you have a job that expects you to work outside of that, I would question like, is that the job for you? Is this the position you want to be in? one that expects you to always be checking your phone or checking your emails or pulling in late nights consistently. There's a difference between having a big deadline and making sure you meet that deadline compared to always working longer. So I just want to make sure that I separate the difference because I'm sure plenty of people are going to be like, well, my boss really needs me to push hard like for this month, so we can meet this deadline. Okay, for a month, maybe that's reasonable. But I wouldn't be doing that month after month after month, you're setting this expectation, not just to your boss, but to yourself that you have to work extra in order to earn your keep in order to be worthy, in order to be successful, whatever statement that you have, that you're attaching work hard equals blank, that probably needs to be reframed can reframe it and work hard equals overworking 
working hard means pushing yourself too much. I think working efficiently and effectively is a much more productive use of words. And I know sometimes these little subtleties in language, people are like, what's the point, Stephanie? Like, I can say all these different words to myself. It's not going to actually change the way that I think. But if these words have different meanings to you, it can change the way that you think over time. Using words like, I am a productive and valuable worker, rather than, I have to be a hard worker every day in order to be a valuable employee. Or, I have to work from 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. in order to be a successful business owner. Like, that's just lies, I think, that people tell themselves to justify why they're working so long. You may just really like work, and that could be a part of this. Um, But how much do you like work? Do you value it more than your free time? Do you value it more than connections with your friends and relatives? Do you value working hard more than like your own self-care? These are some questions to ask yourself. I think the more you spend time trying to manage how many hours that you work or to set a different mindset around work, the greater likelihood you will have to have a work-life balance. I think, too, trying to find something that you're passionate doing can also help create a work-life balance because that way work doesn't feel tedious. Work doesn't feel like this burden you have to carry on your back. Again, I know this isn't always possible. Sometimes people are in situations where they feel like it's difficult to leave, um, whether that's because of money or health insurance or what other limits that you're setting for yourself. But I think it's good to ask yourself, like, is this a limiting belief that I'm having, that I'm putting in place to prevent me from what I want or what I need out of life? And maybe that answer is no. Maybe this is the real truth of the matter. And then maybe it'll take time to find other opportunities. Or maybe it is just really like a limiting belief that you've set up for yourself. Again, all these things are just important to explore and important to answer for yourself to move closer to a work-life balance. And I just want to share a little bit about the way that I achieve work-life balance. It's learning how to say no to things. I tend to be a yes person. You tell me to jump, I say how high. But the more often I can say no, I don't have time, no, I don't want to do that, no, someone else can do a better job at that than me, the more balanced I am. And you have to go back to remembering that you don't have to do everything. Most times in businesses or in workplaces, you're a part of some sort of team. How can you delegate those tasks? How can you allow other people to do their jobs rather than you stepping in and doing it for them? Are you taking on more responsibility for someone else than you are of your own time management? Again, just things to be thinking about. 
taking time to stretch and do deep breathing exercises or some sort of coping skill throughout the day allows me to ground myself back into the moment because it's really easy to disconnect or disengage from your emotions when you find yourself overworking. You tend to over compartmentalize. And so you're just ignoring like how your body feels, how your mind feels. So focusing on trying to ground yourself throughout the day can make you more aware of of those things rather than just pushing them aside. I think also trying to create manageable to-do lists rather than dream to-do lists also can help improve your work-life balance. For example, let's say Monday through Friday, you have 10 things on your to-do list each day. And then there's a separate list that is, if I get all these things done and have the energy, these are also things that I can get done, but are maybe not due today. I think having that ideal to-do list and then your actual to-do list helps you prioritize what really needs to get done because we could easily tell ourselves, oh, this thing that could have been on the ideal to-do list is on my real to-do list. Now I have to get it done. It just creates too much or too many stringent guidelines on what needs to be done in each day when you overpopulate your to-do list. So that's another thing to think about. I also think breaking big ideas or big goals or big projects into smaller bites or smaller sizes and smaller steps can lead to you being more productive rather than spinning your wheels, overworking on a big project um, or a big idea, and then you find yourself, you know, getting nowhere. And I also think it takes a lot of brain power to work this hard for this long, and eventually you're going to be running on fumes. So finding time where you can enjoy things like morning coffees, workouts, conversations with your family, TV, games, like whatever helps you relax and putting that on the list literally just as important as your to-do list. Those aren't optional things. Those aren't if I get around to it. Those are things that you need to be including in your daily routine. You know, if your goal is to have a better work-life balance, which I hope most people's goal would be to value a work-life balance. I also think it's important to notice some tendencies that you might have, um, maybe gain some insight or awareness on why you find yourself in these patterns of overworking. Is it you tend to be a people pleaser and you want to never turn down work or never, you know, say no? Is it because you are afraid of failing and you want everything to be perfect and so you redo the same task over and over and over again until it reaches some sort of level of perfection that you're okay with? What is really driving this desire to work more? Are you avoiding emotional connections? Are you avoiding having to deal with something really painful so you throw yourself into work? 
all of these things eventually catch up to you and create a more toxic work-life balance. Um, and I don't know if that's something that you really want to sacrifice. So trying to think about those things and moving closer and closer to having an ideal lifestyle, I think is important. You also have to ask yourself sometimes when it comes down to the bottom line of money, is it really worth working more hours or harder for more money and more success and more, more, more if you could also be happy and satisfied and safe with a little less? There's this minimalism movement happening amongst business owners, um, as well as just individuals. You know, sometimes less is more, not more is more is more. Again, what, who are we trying to impress? Who are we trying to honor when we behave in that way or when we start thinking in that way? Life's not a, a competition in the same way it used to be when we were all cavemen and cavewomen. We don't have to survive by fighting our way to the top. There, It is acceptable to find yourself at peace with what you have and where you're at. And that's not settling and that's not something to be hard on yourself about. That is just something that I think is equally valuable and impressive as being successful. And I think redefining what success means to you could also be really helpful when trying to figure out where your work-life balance is. Thank you all for tuning in to this latest episode of Millennial Mental Health. And I look forward to having you all back 